0: Hey guys, you're here with Archit um, who does a whole bunch of things when it comes to IT and say. Um, Archit man, thank you for joining us. Right, we met early on this year when you came and um, exhibited at our first event. Mm-hmm. So stand up. Thank
1: right. you so and, much. And uh, we've, been,
0: we've been keeping in touch since.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah so I want yeah, to touch base. How's uh, COVID-19 been for you? How's the pandemic? You're telling me you're bored. You're like a bored at home. How uh, like, what do
1: what's going on as you know like you know I do two I work with two companies one of them yep. going well actually one of them is not that bad we didn't lose any clients but we didn't gain new ones either so it's neither good nor bad uh, second one actually' we're, we're losing a lot of business IT industry is not going well I mean, nobody's trying to create new content no website like it's it's okay like you know we're not losing people sometimes we lose people. Some days we don't look to ups and downs. No, oh,
0: man. <laughs> How's the general, general sentiment been like, in the industry?
1: IT, like, uh, it's not been good. This COVID-19 really destroyed a lot of businesses in the IT sector for sure. I know some sectors you were telling me um, profited, but we definitely did not profit. <laughs> we lost a lot. Of- in the last month, did- I think 15% we lost. Jeez, geez. Is
0: this... Is for IT
1: outsourcing or just IT in general? IT in general, I would say. I mean, uh, I know the whole sector moved at home. So, I mean, s- things are still going smooth. But, I mean, in big companies, people did get laid off. I know some of my clients' own companies, they got, like, they laid off people. So, I have CEOs on the call with us trying to learn our software, like the one I work with. It's uh, it's crazy because they don't have that many people anymore to uh, actually implement their strategies and you know, plan out their um, future plans. So it's mostly just them yeah, yeah, doing yeah. it themselves now.
0: True. No, that makes sense, man. Like I would imagine though, like since everyone's like kind of working from home, wouldn't outsourcing go upwards because people want they need to figure out virtual solutions to things anyway?
1: I guess. My answer to that would be the IT sector. Not you can't be prepared for anything. Anything can happen, mm. right? Especially okay. So yeah. I work with franchisees. People are not signing up for new franchisees, right? People are not uh, trying to start a business right now because they don't know how long the situation is going to go. That's the main reason. In IT, when you request or sorry, when you invest some money, you need to know when the return is going to come in. The problem is they don't know when they're going to even step out of the house anymore. Right, mm-hmm. it's getting harder and harder for them. So uh, I guess it's not working for us as well as I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh,
0: what's the market saying? Like, um, uh, we, we talked to everybody about this, right? On how long does not last? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to your industry if you know this lockdown happens continues for like four months, seven months, nine months?
1: Uh, you know, I think in, I think. For six months, we should be fine. Like, I know we can sustain this for six months easily. I know it's already been a month. So, let's say for five more months, we should be fine. If it doesn't, if it goes longer than that, then we need to even lose some of our resources. Like, we got to work with, we work overseas a lot, right? And uh, if this goes any longer, we might have to lay someone up, unfortunately. Our, our, our board of directors are very nice. Like they they don't want to like lay off people. They cut hours for some people, yeah. but they don't want to lay off people. But again, the more clients we lose the term, gonna it's gonna affect our company directly, and just non technical like in its IT sector itself. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I mean, one of the things we, we touched upon earlier is that your company invested in pandemic insurance.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> we did.
0: Yeah. I mean, i've never heard of that like you know you think of that as being like you no know, volcano insurance like people joke about that right <laughs> true true like, what is that? am i ever going to use that yeah um, and I, I think that's really been the saving grace for you guys especially okay.
1: right The fact that you have I, I could definitely tell people more about that uh so i know we're a small business i mean we started off as a small business about seven seven or eight years ago uh, the reason for this is because uh along the time when my boss was a uh, when he owned other companies in two thousand eight there was an economic depression, right? A lot of people lost jobs, a lot of people lost money and you know, and it was a hard time for him. That's the time he realized that this type of pandemic can happen anytime, right? There's obviously nobody knows when it's gonna happen, when it's gonna even end or something. So we we got something called pandemic insurance. We were so lucky to have that. If a pandemic happens, uh, according to our insurance term, if a pandemic happens, then within the first uh, six months, we're covered. Our company doesn't have to lose any jobs. Uh, We might have to cut some hours to make sure that we uh, stay within our limits for uh, expenses. We cut some expenses down, but uh, our jobs are secure for the next six months at least because of this pandemic insurance. They paid us about uh, $400,000 over the, they're gonna pay us four hundred thousand over the next six months. After that, we're on our own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's
0: still fantastic for a thought by your boss, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Thinking that, thinking that over. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people would do that. So, um, kudos to him. Kudos yeah,
1: to a to lot of premium we're paying. I mean, if this, let's just say, coronavirus didn't happen, this pandemic didn't happen, then uh, we would still be paying the premium. I think he's paying about like over five thousand dollars a month for the company.
0: Just yeah.
1: for pandemic insurance? Just for pandemic insurance. I mean, it covers more than pandemic insurance, but...
0: okay, it, okay, okay. That's what I was
1: thinking. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a branch. Like, your car insurance doesn't only cover your tires. It mostly covers the interior, too. So, we just redeem our tires right now. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean... That's that more more, Yeah. Like, let's say our building catches fire. I mean, I hope that never happens. But, let's say our building catches fire, then we're covered. And uh, any... Unforeseen circumstances, uh, they're going to cover a lot of our expenses and make sure that we don't have to fire people or lay people off. I think one of the biggest challenges we face uh, being a company that works with overseas resources is that we need to make sure they're protected. Because see, even though they haven't seen, like most of the people haven't seen us in person yet that work for us, they still need to know that we're working for an organization, not just, you know, Playing cards over here and gambling, right? So uh, I think it's very important that they knew that we have this insurance. Most of our company employees appreciated it, and of course, and you know they're not going to lose their jobs. What's happier than that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 no, that's, that's
0: fantastic. Um, cool. Can you talk a little bit more about the two companies you work with?
1: Okay. So one of the ones that I worked with, the one that got the pandemic insurance, uh, it's a CRM. It's a, it's called Franchise Soft. It's a franchisee CRM. Uh, we exclusively work with franchisors who are looking for uh, uh, a place to house their leads, a place to house their contacts, a place or like a CRM to actually uh, convey their messages in an email blast. There's a bunch of things that we do. Uh, right now we have about 40 clients that I work with. So I personally work as the onboarding specialist over there. Any new clients that we get, uh, any old clients that we have, they're all considered my clients. And uh, I'm able to not only teach them, but actually regain their knowledge. If they have somebody joining the company, I would be the person they contact so they can uh, get him up to speed with their pr- processes on Fletcher. So, and the other company I work with is Arcises, originally the one that I worked with um, at your event. So, that's actually uh, um, a developer firm. So it's an outsource development firm. What we do is uh, we have a bunch of developers housed in an office uh, who are looking for to get hired by companies over here in Canada, US, so we can work um, for them remotely. So I, I do business development for these guys. I usually just uh, try to find clients uh, who would be interested in, uh, in hiring uh, overseas resources right, for a good price of, of course. So I do that, that's my second one. Yeah.
0: Awesome. And you, you, we talked to earlier too. You lived in Chicago for a while. And you been, been
1: back? Yeah, for like a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a uh, two, three years ago now. I lived there for about seven or eight months Nice time.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that was just a way to get out of the city and just to get some youth around you, or was it that,
1: Yeah, I had my uh, I had my internship there actually. I was working for a company. um uh, Well. When I, when I was in the middle of my university, uh, I was working for a company that does uh, a lot related to IT. But I mean, they shifted sectors now. But uh, I, they called me over there directly, and I was housed in my uh, uncle's apartment. Actually, he lives in Chicago, so it was so I it was a change; it was a good change for me. Sorry,
0: if you could like not move around but I think the st- the noise is coming through.
1: Yeah, sorry about
0: that. yeah, no worries. But uh, cool man. So, like, tell me a little bit more about Chicago and how that went, because from what I hear, Chicago is also blowing up when it comes to tech, especially in like marketing. Like, a lot of digital agencies are there. Right? Yeah. Um, did you have an experience working with them at all?
1: Uh, not really, because I was I was living in Naperville. It's a little bit farther from like the Chicago main area. Um, I did have a lot of experience. I did have a lot of experience in my own company, which was also in Naperville. Uh, again, IT firm doing uh, we did website development. We did uh, SEO. We did a lot of uh, PPC campaigns. So I was coordinating them. Um, it went well, actually. I think that company still exists. It's just uh, sh- like I said, it shifted sectors now. It's, I know they're doing investment in real estate now and stuff like that. Um, but the market over there. I would say the IT sector, I am not aware of now. After COVID situation, I didn't get in touch with any. Yeah. My own companies have been so busy, like, I mean, just keeping is hard now, right? Nobody wants to like pay a premium for something they don't need. And I feel like uh, CRM could be something that they don't want to pay for, right? So I think it's been keeping me busy. What do you think? Uh, I think Do uh, you think the Chicago uh, is better in IT sector than Toronto right now? In the no, no,
0: no, no. Uh, from what I hear from that market, I and also I hear like Chicago is really good with the digital side, digital marketing.
1: Mm-hmm. There. Exactly. Like
0: Shopify is really interested. I got, I got first turn on them because uh, I got headhunted for a senior role at Shopify.
1: Okay. But I think they, you told me
0: this. and During the interview. Yeah. So during the interview, they're like, you really need to know about Chicago. And I'm like, What do I need to know about Chicago? (laughs) And they told me. And they told me about all the growth factors there. This is about two years ago. So I've been keeping an eye out for things coming out of there. Mm -hmm. um, Because a company like like Shopify is that interested in in Chicago as a hub. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Chicago is known for such like a financial city. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to know that tech is still moving out of there. Mm -hmm. There are a few tech companies coming out of there. Funny enough, like the really interesting uh, area is Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh-huh. Minnesota is probably one of the, the hubs in the world, um, definitely in the world and in North America for med tech, medical uh-huh. technologies.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That entire region is, is, is completely crazy, right? So we're pretty tied in with medical technology companies here and uh, the, some BC funds that work here in medical tech. Uh-huh. And it's interesting, right? Because we think here a lot of med tech companies have been booming because we see a lot. And, and, and Toronto's been historically known for, like, especially medical technologies and commercialization of, of, of sciences and, and research. But apparently, it's like one third of the market that's, that's opening up in the states over there. But who knows, right now, right? Like, with especially things happening right now with COVID, yeah, you know, a lot of these companies are probably uh, doing pretty well or trying to pivot away to, to a model
1: that works for them. Mm. They do have a lot more cases than Canada that uh, that could be a factor why it's harder for them to stay awake right now but uh, I think they should be doing good right? I mean people prepare for this kind of stuff it could happen anytime right I mean my own boss had an I don't, I don't. right
0: I think your boss is very much you know a minority a very big minority of, of preparing for this I don't think anybody think in the head can do it. Yeah. in fact from what I'm hearing from the US especially, they're not preparing, they're not even preparing now. Yeah. Right? Like Especially in the South, especially in the South and the States, it's business as usual. There's no protections, right? Everyone's just going about their business as it's normal. Hmm. Um, there's no real quarantine, there's no real enforcement of that. Um, entire company, there's no essential versus non-essential business closures. There's business as usual and that's the scary part. States that might get really hit hard.
1: People are getting people laid off. It's, it's funny because U.S., a happens. lot of clients, they're getting clearly laid off. I feel like Canada didn't have that happen as much. I don't know that many people who got laid off. But.
0: Yeah. Um, U.S. numbers definitely trump dollars. It's, it's crazy the amount of people are laid off. Uh, especially concerning the air, since they also, when you get laid off, they lose the health insurance. Right, which is which is insane for us. But yeah. again, for Canada, yeah, we're a lot more protected, hundred um, percent. I, I just think I, this is a way we work here. I think like it's more secure. But there have been layoffs, man. We're looking at a list last Friday, thousands of tech workers were laid off globally. Right, hundreds of them are here. Like Ritual laid off like three hundred people
1: um,
0: last week. Born and raised company. Mm-hmm. They, they let go people all uh, let go of people all across the world and that's concerning because tech has the highest is the highest margin business they are letting go of people right that's a real indicator of what, what about the, the lower margin businesses mm-hmm. they're probably much more fried right now mm-hmm. yeah um, what about um, your friends and stuff like when they say your clients,
1: Nobody, if you say about my friends, nobody got laid off. They're all working fine. Uh, they, are, they are facing challenges. Everybody that I know till now, nobody has said that work is easy, even though they're having people work from home. Uh, I feel like when you work from home, people expect more from you, right? Because they don't know what you, I mean, if you think about it, you're traveling, you're not traveling anymore. Uh, you have more time. You're the, in the comfort of your room. Uh be- the worst you can do is not work, right? <laughs> getting paid the same, working from home. You know what some companies did? Actually, it might be funny to you. Maybe the first time you hear this, but uh, instead of firing people, they came up with a at-home wage. So apparently, if you're working from home, your salary is different. <laughs> and if <you're- laughs> it's normal, uh, yeah. I guess it works better than getting laid off, right? Yeah. Uh, but again, I mean, I don't want to lose my salary, right? Based on working mm. from home or not. If you think about it from the company owner perspective, it's amazing that you're not having them lose their jobs, but you're still like there's, it's still costing them. Indirectly, it's costing all of us. But as an employee, it really sucks when you have a different wage at home, <laughs> right? Yeah. Have you heard, of that, I haven't heard of that? No, right? Yeah. No, I haven't heard, I
0: haven't heard of that. No, the at-home wage. It's interesting. I mean, yeah. if it's a really a way to bail out the company to bring down um, their, their burn rate to keep the staff on longer, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if it's wage gouging, if companies are trying to like, you know, take advantage of this, that's different.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that'd be un- kind of unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, about that, right? Like working from home, I'm feeling like if this goes on for a few more months, companies are already looking at this and be like, why am I paying for a $30,000 office? You know, I'm yeah. making my employees drive or bus in for an hour. I think, yeah. I think a lot of companies I'm talking to, the companies are thinking it might be better to have a distributed workforce, have people work from home, and maybe have a, like a smaller office people come to for, for, at need, or even better have credits.
1: And like for meeting or maybe if you have to see a client, go to your office, come back home, start working again. Yeah. And not even an office, like you've I'm I'm kinda on and against it. And I mean, I might be okay with working from home regardless, but again, it's I'd rather go to an office. It feels more official to me. I don't know if that makes yep. sense, but I feel better at work than being at home. I will be honest with you. I probably get the same amount of work done, but uh if my job starts to be only from home, I'm gonna hate my life. Yeah. <laughs> i will not <that> very much <laughs>
0: I, need, I think, especially as salespeople, you need to stretch your legs. You need to get new environments. You need, to meet new people. you need to exit your scenario, right? Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like the fact that everybody's home, I'm actually connecting with people way more. More people who would, you know, not have time for me are taking my calls.
1: Because they're home, <laughs> right?
0: Because they're home. Because they have time, right? Yeah. So it's actually a really interesting uh, dynamic. Even though I'm not as fluid and, and moving around. Like I, I literally have not left my house that much in the last four weeks. And yet I have had more calls, more conversations and more podcasts done than I have done in
1: six months. Wow. That's amazing. Right?
0: Like, it's because like, I'm just, I'm just driving and doing work because where, where's the friction? I mean, we're not longer to setting up meetings and meeting face to face or scheduling calls, right? you set put up a Zoom link, put up a candy link and like, Hey, Schedule schedule yourself in, and I'll take yeah. a call. And like, you can organize yourself pretty, 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 pretty lucratively, right? Yeah. And work around it.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think the interesting thing is, as long as you're motivated enough, you can integrate your work and life together. Yeah. So you still got a bed, turn your laptop on, get the work done, go make breakfast, eat with your family, and start working again. Turn on the Xbox, play some COD, and yeah. start working again, right? Exactly. So. Like, it, what's interesting is like I, I work like that normally. Right? I like working like that. I'll send out emails to my team at like two o'clock in the morning, and then I'm a night owl. And then Henry, my part, business partner, yeah. he's a he's a morning guy. He's a morning person. He's he like wake up around like five six a.m. Yeah. So four hours after I send an email out at two o'clock, he's already acting upon it and operating. And then yes. when I wake up, mm. he's already actioned so much, and like here's next steps. And I pick up and go, right? And then it's like this like it's like a relay race that actually functioned more. So. Mm-hmm. Me and him, like, we have set this kind of module up for the past year that's been working really well. And mm-hmm. now it's just been more streamlined because everyone else is doing that, right? Now I'm getting emails from clients from other people at like two o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the afternoon, right? You'll do calls randomly. Everything's kind of integrated. Yeah. So it's kind of like a soup, right? Mm-hmm. Work and life.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, have you come up with like a routine? I feel like everybody's been asking me this lately. Uh, when I'm home, I definitely have a routine. I think I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have like no routine. Yeah. Oh man.
0: For the oh. past few years, I've built a, a great routine. Right, wake up. First thing you do, hit the gym. Get pumped up. Eat yeah. a meal and then go. Right. I, one hour reading and then you know, by answering emails. Like I, had, I always had a routine. I yeah. Train myself to do that. But being at home, you can't do it. I can't do it.
1: Really?
0: <laughs> I think my main part is that have, like, I, I structured it so that each room or each environment is meant for something. Right? Hmm. So my room is meant for sleeping. I don't really do much, you know, I have okay. Anything else. I come there to come to sleep. Then you have a work table here if I need to do work. But then the office is where I spend 90% of my time. Hmm. Right? Especially my productive time. Yeah. Like, we had, like, you put the hotel space. They have a gym there. I hit the gym right in the morning. Right. Yeah. Get some, get some light reading, get some reading done and then start my day there. Right. So got ingrained into that kind of routine and part of that routine was being able to exit the home environment and being like, this is a work environment.
1: Definitely. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, I get, I definitely, Spending, I get that.
0: Yeah. Right. And living from home, you, you, you don't want to do that because you're also working on your family schedule and other people's schedule, mm. but like the routine breaks down, but I feel like it's still functional. I right? mean, I'm, I'm still being super functional.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: Whereas regularly, like if it was last year, everyone else was working on a routine and, and you're out of sync. Hmm. Right? Then you're out of sync and you're not being functional. Yeah. I right? feel the fact that everyone else is struggling the same thing and integrating life and doing things on the fly and they're not expecting, oh, I emailed you 30 minutes ago. Where's my reply?
1: <laughs>
0: right? just like, yeah. Yeah, you'll get back to me when you get back to me. Right? Yeah. And that's the main thing. Everything's become more fluid now. And it's hmm. weirdly free.
1: I think, I think it's... Uh... I think you're right. Definitely. You need to step out for office work. Definitely. I, that's a good routine. At home, you're so comfortable. That's another negative like negative point. You're so comfortable. You feel more lethargic. Even though you don't feel it sometimes, mm-hmm. you know it. you're, you're getting lethargic. You get, but I mean, I think your productivity goes up because I think I've been having a lot more calls too, right? My whole job is based on having calls and uh, I've been having more calls. But again, that's, that's only when I want to, right? In office, you kind of have to. In work, in at home, you're like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it after food, right? Uh, but waking up, going to gym, I miss that man. I I so miss that. Like it's been a uh, gym so much. Yeah. You know, in my house downstairs in the basement, we have a, a elliptical machine and a, a treadmill. So I, I have something going on, uh, but I mean. Compared to the gym, it's so much, so much worse. I'd rather go to the gym every day than going downstairs and working out.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, all I have right now at home is a pull-up bar. Thank God, I
1: have (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, I don't know if I told you, but uh, I actually moved, right? So, new place, bro. We moved in a week before the pandemic.
1: Oh man! Wow. Wait, so in your house, like with your? I already
0: have furniture in my house.
1: Oh Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah,
0: so um, I actually bought, bought my first house. Me and my wife, yeah. we moved in here. Nice, we finished moving. We, we moved, we got possession, moved in the house, and yeah. the pandemic started hitting. We, we didn't get any of our furniture that yeah, we ordered, so we had yeah. Yeah, we cancel most of the order. We yeah. uh, luckily, we got appliances put in before it all happened, mm. right? But my whole house is barely furnished, man. Like, nice. I can't order anything off Amazon, right? We've just been waiting to see what's going on, yeah, we haven't done anything
1: um in in the new house you're at least getting to spend time with each other right that's more valuable than new furniture right if you get a new house and you start going to work every other day like nothing nothing changed it's just another same house it's like more of the same every day now we're at least like discovering the whole house right yeah yeah
0: i mean i mean yeah absolutely it's good because everyone's around so i moved my parents in my sister's living with us too Nice. So it's, it has a family environment. It's not empty. Nice. So There's movement around, but uh also being stuck in the household with five uh, five family members mm-hmm. right, trying to work and coordinate because everybody's working at the same time too, right? It's also a struggle.
1: Yeah. It's all different. Like I feel like I don't know how long it's gonna go, but I really don't want this COVID to go longer than like two months, let's say. And it's- <laughs> Initially, when I started, I thought maximum is going to go for, like, is a month. But from what I'm hearing, it could go up to, like, two years, I heard.
0: It's, this is a month, man. This has been a month. Two years, yeah. Everyone's saying 18 months is going to take time to get the vaccine out to the public to, like, yeah. to, you know, safeguard us. Yeah. Right?
1: I mean, I don't mind it. It's, you know, you can't go out. It's just that whole feeling of being home only, it sucks. <laughs> and to some extent, it's even... It's even harder to stay home than being outside. <laughs> it should be the other way around. You know,
0: you know, yeah. You know who I feel bad for? Teenagers, man. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah.
0: You're stuck at home. You're not. You're not. You're not going out. You're not having fun. You're not having parties. You're not meeting people. And like that's that's the age where you are so want to go out and explore new people. Yeah. Right. And you want to be away from family. Now you're stuck with them. I mean, so I was thinking about this the other day with my wife. Right. I'm like, man. Like, imagine we were like teenagers and like. I'm at my house, your, your house, because we've been dating since we're like 17. Hmm. And like how difficult that would have been, right? One, not be, be able to meet other people, but also each other, right? Like, What's hmm. happening with relationships? What's going to happen with people, right? What's going to happen to a younger generation who's less now, you know, no school for, if it goes on for a year or two, can you imagine no yeah. school? You're trying to work from home, surrounded by devices, right? And not meeting people.
1: They're going to be so anti social right? they won't like it they won't know how to react when they get out of the house, right? Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you a funny story. My my really good friend, one of my best friends, uh, he broke up with his girlfriend on uh, March 11th. And the guy's, one week later, he's stuck in the house. Now he's so depressed he can't open his eyes. Because of course, I mean, when you, when you, up after like, okay, they had a seven year long relationship. They broke up. I don't know, family reasons, lots of reasons, they're not one. Now he's home. They're both home and they're just depressed out of their minds. I mean, I would be too, of course. I mean, seven-year-long relationship, you're just breaking it up. So, see, like, it's affected a lot of people in ways they didn't even know they can get affected, right? But uh, it is giving you a sense of uh, importance of home, right? At least you're finding out uh, what you couldn't do. You know how there's been days I'm asking, you're probably asking, why am I here? I should go back home. I just want to go to my bed. Now you have your bed right here and you can't <laughs> go to sleep because you're only yeah. there, right? Okay? Yeah. It's irony.
0: It is, man. Like I'm, I'm usually, like, I've been trying to train myself to be more regulated you know, mm. at a certain time, at the gym, go to sleep at a certain time, have meals during a certain time. Actually, that's a lie. I eat sporadically, right? Because it's hard when, when, you're, when you're working. Yeah. But now, it's the exact opposite. I eat regularly because my wife's here, my family's here. And we, you know, we coordinate meals together. Yeah. So that's set. But I'm staying up till like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, waking up late, right? Nine and 10 the Routines kind of broken down. What's
1: that? You're waking up really late and you're like, you start work late, of course, right? Yeah. It's been happening to me too. Well, I go to sleep on time, but I can't, I, somehow I can't wake up late. Like, it's it's just, you know, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good you know, thing. You know, one of the
0: craziest thing is, one of the symptoms of covid yeah is not being able to wake up properly
1: what <laughs> no wait <laughs> it's
0: literally <laughs> stated there
1: if you're waking up late that's good or no
0: if you are struggling to wake up yeah right it's one of the symptoms
1: okay then i'm fine i wake up early every- <laughs> <laughs> my whole problem has been that i can't sleep past 7 or 8 like today morning yeah. i was up at 7 and my my whole yeah is like sleeping, right? And they're like, why yeah. up so early? It's a force of yeah. habit, right? Yeah, of course. I'd rather wake up early though. I like any day of the week, I'd rather wake up early, go to gym, maybe maybe even Every start morning
0: person?
1: Yeah, exactly. I wake up, make my make breakfast for everybody. So they love me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a so bad. In if fact, I, I honestly
1: hate morning people. <laughs> this is my complete oh, We got it uh, Two months ago.
0: You got, that. You, got, you got this place two months ago?
1: Two months ago, yeah. Nice. And I got my, so bad for- I got my car two days before the quarantine started. New car. 2020 oh, car. no. And outside, I can't do anything. You know how much I've driven it? 112 kilometers in four weeks. Three weeks. It sucks. Can't do anything with it. Yes. Yeah. My plan was, like, get it really cute girlfriend, get, take her out. Now there's no girlfriend, <laughs> just the car. <laughs>
0: oh man. Uh, man, I remember t- we are talking about this. You are so excited to get that car.
1: I know, yeah. can't do anything else.
0: Huh? That's unfortunate, yeah.
1: yeah
0: but uh, at least stick around for a joyride here and there.
1: Yeah, I guess, I mean, I can't go too far because there, you know, in Brampton, I'm not, I'm not sure if you know this but like on the highways, there is police. And if like, yeah. they're stopping cars randomly and asking them where you're going. Everywhere. Uh, it's everywhere, yeah. Toronto. Luckily the, I, the I didn't get asked country. yet. But like, I know people are getting tickets if they if they don't have a reason to be out, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So I think it's Patrick Brown. He's, uh, he, he's, uh, what's the mayor of Brampton, right? Mm-hmm. So I know Patrick for, for a while. He's been to my house, he's a great friend. He's uh, very strict. Yeah. He's laying the law down pretty strictly. Yeah. Um and I think it's it's warranted. Like he's trying to I mean, prevent spread and all this. Especially in Brampton, it's been like a, a lot of cases of people yeah. not following the rules, following this quarantine. Yeah. But man, it, it's kind of crazy when you're seeing police enforce quarantine procedures, especially mm-hmm. heavy fines and tickets. Mm-hmm. You no? Know? It's like what seven hundred and fifty dollars for not following, following quarantine.
1: Seven fifty, exactly. My neighbor right? fine my neighbor neighbor got fined uh, two days ago. The guy paid 750.
0: Yeah. yeah. What did
1: he get fined for? For not for being out and no reason. He was uh, he was at Lakeshore. He was close to Lakeshore or something, and uh, police stopped him. Uh, they're like, uh, "Where are you going?" He's like, "What do you mean, where are you going?" He, he's like, "Are you going to a gas station? No. Are you going to uh, uh, like groceries or something? No. Anything specific? No." They gave him a ticket for being out for no reason. That, I didn't believe him. I uh, thought he's lying, but then he actually showed me the ticket and it said, not following quarantine procedures during uh, COVID 19. That's the ticket name. Yeah, so
0: that's the. So we, I saw that. The whole Instagram, sorry, uh, WhatsApp chain, people were forwarding it. Yeah. So I saw that. Um, I mean, I believed it because you could see the ticket. You can show, and it looks like, a, like an Ontario type of ticket, right? Yeah. And then uh, people are talking about after, oh, it's a rumor. Because in Markham, it's not, it's not as strict. The, the cops are not giving tickets like that. Hmm. Um, city of Toronto, yes and no, if, it, if only for like certain cases. If people are gathering more in group of five of tickets and stuff like that, yeah. they haven't put people over. So people here think uh, that's a rumor, but I think yeah. Brampton is being a lot more Brampton, strict, man. Because
1: I mean, insurance is high here, first of all. Uh, there's less hospitals here than other cities. Uh, there's only two major hospitals here, and the city, actually Brampton is one of the biggest cities in Ontario, uh, so we should have more hospitals because there's not, and uh, the drivers are crazy, of course. I mean, it's not a rumor. Everybody knows Brampton has crazy drivers, so yeah. that might be why it's more more protected here, right? Uh, yeah,
0: Brampton like, is like, it's like te- Canada's Texas. Everything is so big. All the buildings are big. Houses are big. It's so spread out. It's so wide. Yeah. Like driving across Brampton, is, it, it's pretty hectic. Yeah. I used to do a lot of field sales across the city. And Brampton was one of the worst areas. Because if you have um, customers across Brampton, yeah, right, going from one end of Brampton to the other end is...
1: It's, it's it's in fact, uh, when I moved, I lived in Brampton before too. My old house and new house are on opposite ends. Like that one was Southwest. This one is Northern. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. But uh, I mean, it's a much bigger house. I'll show you in on that here. Yeah. I'm not, not sure if you can see it, but that's my new house.
0: Nice, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. man. That's great.
1: I'm sitting right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Looking good, man. Yeah. Uh, but like, I feel for people who are in condos, you know, I talked to a few people. There was one couple I talked to, uh, Josh and his girlfriend, they live in a loft, like a 800 square foot loft. So there's no way, no walls. Right? Really? So yeah. So lofts are open spaces, right? So, it's just, it's just a studio apartment mm. with no walls. So literally <laughs> yeah. to get a break from each other, they'll have to go to the washroom and just, you know, that's the only place you have a wall divide, dividing you from. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's tough, man. That's tough it's for us to have a space to walk around in. But if you're stuck in a little room, right? I mean, I mean,
1: I'm sure when they, like, I mean, they don't need privacy from each other. But like personal privacy is not there in places like that. How do you even stay quarantined in that, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah
0: man. But um, anyway, this has been fun, man. This has been great. Yeah. Let's let's cut the episode here. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Right. Glad you're doing well, and let's keep in touch, more, man.
1: Perfect. All right, we'll do another one. I'm
0: gonna end that recording. We'll stick around. Just stick around for a little bit.